Hey, what's up, everybody? Okay, so episode 101. We're going to talk about all these different uh, stuff that's going on in the MMA world. Uh, the the last UFC with Strickland and Dupree, a lot of other stuff. So check it out and enjoy. Right on. とある田舎町で生まれて移り住んだ新宿で育ちこの町で起きたこれまでの俺たちのここまでの恋たちはほんのまたちの口試されたいちいちただしてきた過ちただしてきた過ちたましや悲しなよスニッチの始まり放課後
I mean, I know the punch stats are about the same. He did get taken down, but Dupree did do nothing with the takedown. Sean got right up. So I don't think mm -hmm. the takedown should score for anything. You know, taking that out, um, damage-wise, they both got damaged. Sean's one looked worse because he had cuts on the head, which bled down, so it just mm -hmm. made it look worse. Uh, he picked it up. I think he picked it up on the fourth round really well. I mean, the fifth round really well. Fifth, yeah. So, yeah, I, I don't know. I just thought overall, watching the fight, I just felt that Sean rocked him once, you know. So I thought, mm -hmm. I thought Sean, I, I just thought Sean won. I mean, it, it was so close that it, it was wasn't like rip off or anything. It was kind of like, oh, damn, I thought yeah. Sean won. But that's what he's been I, doing. That's why I'm not a judge. Yeah, I don't know. I think I, I had Dupree's when, at the time when I watched it. Um, I think maybe three rounds to two. Um, but then when I saw Dana said uh, he thought that Sean won, and I saw a few other people online say that they thought that as well. And now you've said that. So I'm like, oh, maybe I missed something. But it's really one of those things that you rewatch the fight and start watch it, because I was uh, for me I was watching it with biased eyes because because I was extreme. You know, so, I right. was uh, <laughs> cheering for Sean. I was uh, watching all his punches hit. Yeah, yeah, I know, I know what you mean, right? Sometimes when you've got that sort of personal feeling towards it, you're kind of leaning towards. <laughs> towards and you know, the, the funny thing yeah. is, it was it was a win-win situation for me because Dupree's is such a class act. I like that guy, straight up good guy, you know. Um, even in the press conferences when, you know, Sean was talking shit or, you know, the way he acted, even when Sean was trying to be a nice guy, the way he acted was something how I think a, a, a warrior would act and kind of respectful, but still not being a pussy or not giving any leniency. So, and, and of course, the, the the journey he had. And you know how how big this was for him to win that, and with his father yeah. there and everything. That for that for me, I wanted to see that as well as I wanted to see Sean win. So for me, it was kind of like when they were calling out the cards and it was a split decision. I was like, damn, I hope Sean wins. But I thought, you know what? But if Dupree's win, that's good too. You know, I was kind of in that like, yeah. Ah. Yeah, he's an interesting guy, Dupree. He's uh he, but then he's had his own controversies as well. If you remember some of the shit he said to Sean early on in the fight about his childhood and his abuse and stuff and yeah. that's what kind of made things a bit personal but um yeah it'll be interesting to see what happens next um well i don't know what do you think about that i mean i don't think that that's a very strong division right now with a, i mean not a strong division it's a strong division but i don't think the sean or dupree being the champ is not it's not something that you see like when you see uh um, John Jones, or you see, um, what is that? Uh, when you see the like the the, the ex champions like Dos Anjos or mm -hmm. Jose Aldo, you know, you, you have mm -hmm. those champions like who's gonna beat them? But yeah. did, with, with Sean or Dupree, you see like a whole line of guys like holy shit! I, you don't even know if it's, they can beat retain the title with any of those guys, you know. So it's one of those that I think it gives a little bit of excitement that. Okay, now Dupree's and Kamza, Dupree yeah. and um, Adesanya. Adesanya. You know, it's like holy shit. You know, yeah, which one do you want to see out of those two fights? Obviously, there's others as well, but those would, are the two I, biggest. I fights. would like to see Adesanya come back because I think um, he needs to come back. Yeah, I don't think it's a good idea to have a hiatus to 2027, which he first said. Yeah. yeah. 
And I think it was just an emotional call he made, and I think he'll come back. Um, Hamzat is also good, but I don't think Hamzat should get an immediate title shot. I think he needs to beat a couple rankers in that division. I don't yeah. like how guys just all of a sudden calling out the champs in the division of, you know, they didn't beat any rankers. I mean, it's not fair to all the guys, one, two, three, four, five, that's battling it every for years, you know. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I know what you mean. Um, it's just with Chimaev, he's just he's got that skill set, that charisma that you just kind of you want him to see fast tracks because you want to see him fight these different types of opponents. So, but then the only reason I wouldn't want to see him, I would be the same as you, right? I would pick Adesanya to fight first. Uh, and the only reason is because Chimaev recently was like really ill. Um, and so you almost want to check that, yeah, like you are healthy enough to fight for a title because some of the health issues I think he's had has been a bit crazy. But um, the Adesanya fight writes itself, right? You know, they were hyping that fight before they even could do it. And then obviously Izzy lost the belt. So uh, I'm excited to see that. I think that's I would, probably- I would want to see a Strickland rematch too. Yeah, they need to do that, you know? I mean, Strickland's I mean, right there, I mean, right? Like it, he won one like fight away, awesome really. Storyline: If uh, Dupree fights uh, Alasanya and the winner gets uh, Strickland gets a shot at the winner, or the loser for another title shot, you know, that's a good story right there. Or you do Chimaya versus Strickland, number one contender. Could be interesting. That would be interesting. That that <laughs> I would agree with. Chimaya has to beat someone in the top to get a title shot. Yeah, I think there's like what Jared Cannonier as well lurking around. Oh so. yeah, that's right, Jared Cannonier yeah, too. Interesting, and then oh yeah, there's uh, Robert Whitaker versus Paulo Costas coming up as well. That's a great fight. So, wow, oh yeah, Paulo Mid- Costas in that division too. Oh my god, yeah, middleweight's exciting, man. There's some good, good. And then good you got uh, Pera thinking of coming back down to do it again. Yeah, yeah, right, exactly, right. He's he's like the boogeyman. Jesus Christ, nobody it, wants that. That's why when you look at you look at that division, and you see all those animals, and you see like Strickland or you know Dupree's, I think is still um, not fully tested. Mm. When you see that, it's like oh, like when Alessandro was champion, it's like yeah, that's the champ, you know. But mm-hmm. but it's like now it's like wow. Now, all of a sudden, it's exciting to see all these different guys fighting on the champ, you know? So, like, before it was Arasanya's pretty much cleared the whole thing out, beat Whitaker. I mean, it was like, huh, who's Arasanya going to fight? Yeah. Yeah, so it's true, actually. Exciting. It is way more exciting now, right? It's definitely... Yeah, it is. It's gone to a good place. Um, let's talk about some of the pre-fight comments, because I know that you're a fan of Sean Strickland and stuff, but he obviously got into some hot... Water. There's a lot of controversy with surrounding some of the stuff he said, and I wanted to get your take on it because it seems to have split a lot of people, right? Where some people are saying free speech, he can say what he wants, and then some people are saying the what he's saying is really um, like say? hate speech in some sense. Um, so what I just gotta, what's that? Yeah, with the, sort of, the gay thing. Yeah, he so he brought all that stuff up, and you know, the thing I guess. So Dana and Co kind of sort of say like, hey, you can say what you want, right? Um, you know, he's not going to police people, which I'm not 100% sure he sticks to because there's been times where he has policed people in the past. <laughs> true, true. <laughs> <laughs> Definitely, because the fighters don't really seem to be allowed to talk about Palestine. They seem to get all their stuff edited out about that. And then uh, there was the whole Black Lives Matter thing. Uh, I think Tyron Woodley, do you remember? He kind of like said like, I'm not having that in the octagon and all that sort of stuff. And he was kind of 
not so cool about it. So there's been a couple of times where we've seen, you know, a bit of a, you know, double standard there. But if if this is the new policy, right? I think the thing that I thought was a little bit disrespectful to Sean Strickland was, did you see what he kind of said about um, Raquel Pennington? No, what did he say about that? He was kind of like, oh, she looks like a meth addict. Like nobody cares about these women's fighting on the card and stuff like that. And it was kind of like, it's the sort of thing that he could say like with his boys. But don't be saying that in the public forum because that's when I was like, ah, it's not a good look. Like, it's kind of okay. shitty to be. Okay. When you're watching him talk, don't look at him like a regular person. But Sean Strickland <laughs> is not a regular person. And if you met him, if we ever went to Vegas and he went down and you got to meet him or just sit in the gym and watch him train, the shit he says during training and after training and before training is shit is borderline for a normal person. Yeah. Let alone when he's talking about something he doesn't like or he doesn't feel good about and it comes up to a stronger twang. Considering knowing Sean Strickland's uh, personality, I take that. I, I mean, what he said, if it came from like Alessania or Whitaker, then it's like, what the fuck? But right. from Sean Strickland, watch, watch any of his interviews. He says controversial shit. He swears a lot. He, he yeah. cuts down people in a very harsh way all the yeah, time. So true. that it's was true. for it's me. True. I mean, hearing that just now is kind of like, uh, that's not shit. Yeah. <laughs> he's definitely got some sort of pass right like because people were just kind of putting him down to this like crazy like crazy guy that's just sort of yelling at all sorts of shit like nobody's yeah. safe i mean that is true right like with him nobody's safe i don't get i don't get the impression that he like hates one group of people or anything like that really you know i think it's more like you say he's just fucking nuts and just says the first thing that well, comes you know into what his it head. is with him is he he says what he feels right and the problem that with the things that he says is he has no filter that's the thing yeah <laughs> like i think i can think the same things but i won't say it in certain platforms because i have a filter mm -hmm. he has no filter his no filter thing. is broken yeah. he never had a filter <laughs> no he just says it whatever is on his mind but yeah but he seems to be i don't know he's all the talk everyone's talking about that guy um yeah. <laughs> good or bad people will not stop talking about him so we might have to put him in the thumbnail to see if we can get some extra clicks but <laughs> i guess everybody yeah. wants to talk about that guy um moving on anyway what did you think of the co-main event raquel pennington finally winning a championship that's another division i feel like um that that's champ. a real unstable division where the next person could easily pen Pena could come and take the title. Mm. You know, and the man Amanda Nunes comes back hands down. Yeah. Cyborg goes to UFC hands down, you know. Mm. But yeah, I mean I thought that Pennington freaking toughed it out, man. Yeah, yeah. She, I mean He's that's one tough son of a bitch. She's for everyone. As you, it was funny actually because in the pre-fight press conference, the women were kind of giving it more than some of the men. I felt like because Raquel Pennington's there, like I fought everyone, and then she's just like, "You're boring. You're boring." Like, and well, stuff. you know what it was? Yeah, I felt the women's uh, talk was more genuine. It was actually not. Mm. They weren't trying to shit talk to hype the fight. They were just saying what they really felt 
I don't think mm. Pennington shit talks very much. So no. when she came out with that, it was like genuine feeling. So mm. there was a little bit of a role like whoa twang to it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Talking. Yeah, I know what you mean. It was like that. <laughs> um, yeah, so it's interesting. We'll see kind of where that goes. But yeah, you're right. The division uh it doesn't have the names that it did like a couple of years ago right where you had like your holly holmes your ronda rousey's your man nunes your misha tates like it was a really fun exciting division whereas now it's yeah i think 115 has kind of become a bit more of an exciting division for the women 115 125 135 seems a bit not as much star power in that division as it used to be anyway but let's see what happens um and then a couple of little things on on the, some of the undercard fights I just wanted to talk to you about. Um, Neil Magny with that comeback. Like, God damn, that was insane. Like, that's crazy. Like, what a veteran move there. To, well, what do you think? It was of... a matter of uh, uh, his opponent um, getting tired and yeah. making wrong decisions, like going for that footlock, you know. Mm, yeah. And I think it was all due to inexperience. It was experience over inexperience. Yeah. How much did the leg lock surprise you? Because I was looking at that like, whoa, that's kind of a... It it, it surprised me in a way where I don't know how that guy fights. What is his name again? Mikey... Mike Mallot, was it? Mallot? Mallot. Canadian So name. it surprised me because I don't know how he fights. Mm. So when I saw him fall for it, I was kind of like, ooh, that, you're going to put yourself in the you As everyone knows, if you miss a footlock, you end up on the bottom. Mm. And I was thinking, whoa, he, ended, he put himself on the bottom. But then I thought, I don't know him. Maybe he has a devastating footlock. So I thought, oh, maybe he'll get the footlock. You know? So that was something that, you know, maybe he does. Maybe he was just a little tired. You know, fatigue, fatigue changes. You know, the reason mm. why I, I put my fighters and make them train through fatigue is because once you fatigue, you're not the same person. There's things that you could do with your eyes closed when you're not tired, but when you're tired, you, it's hard to do. So mm. the reason why I put my fighters to training where they have to keep training through fatigue is because when they hit that fatigue, they'll realize like, holy shit, I could do this when I'm not fatigued, but I can't do this. But I still can do this. So this might have been one of those things that he has a great footlock, but he hasn't trained doing the footlock while he's fatigued, knowing how hard it would be. So I don't know, it might be something like that, or maybe he just... It was a desperado shot, and he he knew he was getting tired, so he felt he had to finish it. But yeah, it was a it was a um, I don't know. I didn't think it was a bad choice in the beginning because New Magni was getting schooled. He looked tired. I mean, I don't know. He didn't look tired. He looked like he didn't have that much power left. And you know, I felt like yeah, that was that that was ah. You don't want to put yourself on the bottom, but you should be okay because you're pretty much dominating this whole fight. I didn't. I didn't imagine it was going to take a hundred percent, hundred eighty percent turnaround. I can't remember the last fight where we had that sort of like crazy turnaround. I literally was trying to think of something where it had been such a foregone given conclusion where they were going to win the fight and then suddenly just well, loses that. Like that heavyweight, heavyweight, Derek Lewis. Oh yeah, Derek Ooh. Lewis had a bunch of those. Yeah, he did. And he had a couple where it was like. <laughs> On the last possible second, um, boom, catches him done. <laughs> yeah, the footlock to me was an interesting choice because you never see footlocks in the UFC go well. Yeah, it's like in Japan, you see them more often, right? Like people train leg locks, I think, a lot more. You see them, who's the guy, Kitauka, 
he's he's always throwing up leg locks and but uh and shinyaraki like those jujitsu guys like that you know renowned for it but in the ufc you never see leg locks so it was kind of like one like oh okay that's cool. interesting <laughs> look, yeah. look almost like like you say it was kind of like super desperation like oh shit something like he, yeah. he must be tired kind of so yeah so um and then the other one i wanted to ask you because i was watching uh arnold allen and Ilyov. And uh, I enjoyed that fight. Like Dana White was kind of saying, like, "Oh, it was a bit slow," but I actually thought it was a pretty interesting fight. Well, I thought it was a good fight, man. Yeah, Jeez. yeah. Do you know what I mean? I thought that was um, Eliev's takedowns are insane, but Arnold Allen is just really like tenacious and is striking, and he kept coming. And but the thing that really pissed me off about this fight, and I know you're gonna feel the same, those knees to the head. It was like, ah, oh, like, that could have changed the whole fight. Like it could change the outcome of the fight, and it's such a stupid rule. Yeah. It's like you know, oh. it is. It's a it's a dumb rule, and especially when you see guys reaching down, because in that situation there was no reason for um, him to be reaching down for the ground, no. except to try and play with the rules. Yeah, it is bad. It handicaps the fighters because with that rule, instead of like either like you know going to a turtle or trying to sit it out. They try to put their hand on, which is you do it in the street, you're done. I mean, I mean, I guess for me, I always look at the fight as a reality check, and you learn to fight to protect yourself in the streets, and that is like a handicap right there. I mean, that whole that whole rule is just needs to go. It just unified rules needs to become Ryzen's superior rule set. <laughs> like they've I got thought, the best. I rule thought set. the rule was they, they had to have weight on the arm. They have to put weight on it. Yeah, I did. Yeah, this is, maybe not. I don't know, but that actually would make more to sense. Create a, right? create a like, three point stand. There's had to be an equal amount of weight on the hand and the feet. Yeah, I, I think they but were commentary. Definitely was kind his of, hand was just touching the ground. Commentary was kind of saying, like, oh, he's lifting his hand up and then kneeing him, and that's kind of stopping him from and it. Was just, oh, I don't know. The fact they were debating it was just like, oh, just get rid of this stupid rule. <laughs> it's killing me. But yeah, those were. Yeah. I enjoyed that fight. I just thought that that rule just kind of because it would have changed. I I really feel like it would change the, the yeah. That situation was pretty fight. decisive that because they had to break that whole position. Mm. But yeah, we'll see. The guy looks great though, Ilyov. I'm excited to see him again fight someone else because 145 yeah. is a pretty interesting division. Um, and um, there's there was a couple of things right like that were kind of crazy came from. The commentary team but not actually on the broadcast but i wanted to get your opinion on this too so the first one was one that you brought up to me was daniel cormier saying that because khabib turned away a 40 million dollar fight offer a year ago there was no way he would be coming back yeah um that was i think that was a, a separate time he didn't say it on the commentary but he did he did say that and I, it, it surprised me because what Daniel Cormier pretty much just said was that he fights for money and money only. Mm -hmm. So it's like, you know, I, I didn't like the idea that Daniel Cormier was putting all fighters in a class of someone that will fight for money only because there's people who fight for legacy. There's people who fight for, um, you know, to challenge themselves, to test themselves, to the people who fight to become a stronger person. 
you know, and sometimes like for me, when I, when I was, when I wanted to fight Vanderlei Silva, money didn't matter because the more important thing was being be able to test myself in the ring with Vanderlei Silva. And whether they, they, they offered me a million dollars or offered me $50, I would have took the fight because it wasn't about money. So what Daniel Cormier needs to remember is that not all fighters fight for money. And money, I mean, fighters, of course, will fight for money because it's their, it's their job. But that night might not be the main incentive of fighting. Like Khabib, I think it's more that the, the promise he gave his mom. And you don't never know. Maybe the mm -hmm. mom said, you're okay. I understand. Go back and fight. And I, I don't think, uh, you know, especially Khabib, he's a, he's a real warrior. I mean, I'm not sure if Khabib's main objective is money. He has a lot of money already. Yeah. So I don't think that, you know, money would be the most important reason why he fights and he doesn't fight, you know. Cormier just pretty much talked about his own his own mindset. Mm. It's kind of telling, right? Yeah. And then the other crazy one I heard outside the broadcast was I think they uh like Daniel Cormier and Dominic Cruz and a few others gave their like top five middleweight lists. And Dominic Cruz didn't even have Anderson Silva in the top five. <laughs> oh, oh, oh of all time. Of all time. I was like, what? who did like, he have? I can't even remember to be honest, but it was it was a crazy list. I don't know. You can for me, like he's number one anyway, like just from a legacy point of view. Yeah, he was good. He had a good run. No one could touch yeah. him. I think a few, I think DC had Adesanya as his number one. Um but it's it's hard to tell, right? But Anderson Silver for me just kind of Yeah, should it. be in there, yeah. Yeah, definitely. So yeah, a few crazy things people are saying. Um, a couple of interesting other things. So they got some amazing cards coming up. Two ninety eight looks good. Two ninety nine in Miami looks really good. Um, but we got three hundred big UFC three hundred. And I'm curious, what would you like to see on UFC three hundred if you were the booker? Ooh, I don't know. What is the possibilities? Um. So at the moment. I think well, well they've they announced that amazing fight right of Justin Gaethje versus Max Holloway, which is yeah, I'd rather see Justin Gaethje Hall um, McGregor. McGregor, really? Yeah. No way. Why? I, I don't know. I just think that the styles would match better for uh, beating on McGregor. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I know. I, I I don't know McGregor's chance. I mean, that's a good fight. It is a good fight. See. And I think Connor would Holloway, like to take that Gaethje, fight. I don't know. It's just it's just so different different styles, man. Hollow is a is a is a real elusive fighter with fast hands, and I can almost see that becoming a boring fight where Holloway just starts tagging him from the outside, and Gaethje just starts trying to force it in. Maybe, maybe that's was that's the thing you never know, right? But I could see them both yeah. throwing down as well. Uh, I, I can see Holloway standing. Pointing to the ground and having the throwdown thing too. Yeah, so it could go either way. But I know what you mean. He's because he'll have the speed as well, right? You know, he's moving up a division from uh, 145 to 155. So he's probably yeah, gonna, yeah, he's yeah. probably going to think about that and use that as an advantage. But then also he knows it's like a fans' fight, so I'm sure he'll. I hope he'll deliver anyway. Um, but yeah, I mean, other possibilities. Ah, I mean, I think they're talking about Leon Edwards versus Bilal Muhammad. Which yeah, 
Bilal is like a nice guy and that's all. That's a good but one, like, but uh, it doesn't ring. Like, doesn't make, yeah, yeah, that that match doesn't make a uh, UFC 300 match for me. No, I know what you mean, right? It doesn't feel like yeah, a, it's a good fight, but it's like oh. Mm. Who is anyone you'd like to see return? Because people are like, oh, is Brock Lesnar coming back? Or, oh, is Ronda Rousey coming back? Or they've ruled out Conor McGregor. He said he's not coming back. But then you never Nate know. Diaz. They that sometimes. Nate, Nate Diaz. Diaz. How's Nate Diaz? Yeah. He could be one. They could surprise us. He could be one they might bring back. There's some moment. talk about that, yeah? So maybe yeah. Nate Diaz. Um, who else is there? Oh, fuck. Masvidal. There was a little bit of talk of Khabib. That would have been nice. There was talk of Khabib. Yeah, that could be good. But yeah, that doesn't sound like it's going to happen from Javier Mendes. I think, shot that down. The Khabib's not coming back. Yeah, I don't think he's coming back either. Yeah. So. Because who would he fight? Who, who would you put him against? Who, Khabib? Yeah. Leon? I know, yeah, really, yeah. Because he you... already fought Gaethje, right? And he's not gonna fight Islam, so it's probably probably Leon. He'd probably go up to one in eighty, one in seventy. Yeah, and even even when you think of that, that that fight. I mean, the the styles just. It, it could be a rough roll on one sided fight. Could be, could be, be interesting. I think that's probably. If you're gonna bring him back, you probably got to give him a title fight, right? Well, it depends what he, what his intentions are, I guess. Like it could be like George Saint Pierre, like come back for a title fight and then retire straight away when you win the belt. So, um, yeah, I don't know. Well, we'll see. We'll see, see what they announce. But there's there's you know there's always surprises, right? Two hundred was the surprise of Brock Lesnar. Um, some other stuff going on in MMA outside of UFC there they have announced a very big PFL versus Bellator card I don't know if you happen to see that shit yeah what uh, is that card I didn't I didn't get to see the card the card itself it's pretty crazy like I'm less familiar with um some of the PFL guys but the Bellator names you know obviously uh yeah good good roster there but it's everyone pretty much the only one that i didn't see on the card is cyborg um what well, that is like there's like a perfect match for that cyborg i know right Taylor Harrison. <laughs> i think they're saving it but this card is pretty stacked because you've got um henan ferreira who's the heavyweight champ of pfl versus ryan bader the heavyweight champ of bellator uh they've got the uh, middleweight champ bout where you've got uh, Kasenge from PFL versus Johnny Eblen, um, who yeah. obviously Johnny Eblen, many people think is one of the best middleweights in the world. You've got um, Jace, Jason Jackson, the welterweight champ of Bellator. Is, yeah. Um, Pitbull fighting Pinedo. Pinedo, yep. Uh, Nemkov, yeah. I think the one Nemkov. that the, the one that I like is Clay Collard versus AJ McKee. <laughs> like that to me, that's that should be the main event. Like that's a great fight. You know what's a good one too? Tiago Santos, Yoel Romero. Yeah, that's a brilliant fight. Um, old timer. Got Aaron Pico on the card. Clarissa Shields back again. Yo, Clarissa so, Shields. Yeah, I see that. I see that. So you know, you know what's real like well, something about this card is like 
I, most of the fights, I only know one half. Same. <laughs> this is my for the most part is the Bellator part. <laughs> like, um, and it's not it's not because the fighters aren't that good. It's just because the PFL and the Bellator doesn't have as much exposure as UFC has. Yeah, PFL is hard to watch. PR is second to none. Yeah, and PFL in the UK, I mean, you have to have a DAZN subscription, which I don't have, so it's quite hard to watch uh, PFL. Yeah, whereas Bellator used to be on like um, a free service, so it was quite easy to watch. Um, but yeah, that's so, so Harrison and Cyborg not being on that is just not right. I mean, I think I, from what I hear, I think Kayla's doesn't want to sign the contract, which is you know, I, I, I agree. I don't think she's ready for someone like Cyborg. I think it'll be a bad night for Kayla Harrison. But the, the problem with that that I have is the talk that she gives, it really makes her look bad not signing the contract the way she talks. Yeah, and I just saw Cyborg knock someone out in boxing this weekend and like... Oh, did she win? I didn't even know what happened. Oh, cool. Less than a minute. Like she looks wow, she looks insane. Like, like <laughs> she looks great every time. So right. um, he's he get cyborg back in Japan. That would be cool. He's get cyborg in Ryzen. Yeah, that'd be cool, man. Don't know who she'd fight, but <laughs> let's get let's get her back. That'd be cool. Um yeah, I think the interesting thing, right, is that that card is taking place in Saudi Arabia. Um, and obviously Saudi Arabia is making some pretty big moves you know obviously with boxing like they've changed the game in boxing like the the way they're bringing in all these super fights that you never thought could happen they're getting promoters who said they'd never work with each other finally working together um so i wonder what happens in mma now that the saudi arabia is kind of putting that investment in pfl do you think it changes the landscape much i think it will because i think the the fight money would be better and i think more fighters would be uh more um possible to move over to different associations. I mean, that's how they got all the other guys, Ryan Bader, you know, a lot of the fighters moved over because of that. Mm. But well, it's interesting because I, I, you know, I just don't feel like right now with the Israel, the Palestine conflict going right now, it's not a safe area to fly for Americans. Oh, you reckon? Maybe. Yeah, I no, don't it know. is. There was a, there's a little like, um, I was going to go to Dubai with Sioshian. It's not recommended. It's not. It's one of those things that they don't recommend you travel really? in that area. Wow, that's surprising. I don't know. I got a friend that lives in Dubai, and he's just going back and forth all the time. <laughs> wow. I don't know. Yeah, I'm just nervous about that sort of thing. Um, but yeah, I don't know. It's just, I and plus you see the the people they fly in, right? You know, in in Saudi Arabia bringing in like Cristiano Ronaldo, Conor McGregor, like all the boxing legends, like the hospitality I think is off the chains. Um, I yeah, think they're, yeah. They're really doing big things. But it, for me, it's an interesting one, right? Because I don't know, with PFL, it's there's something about PFL, right? <laughs> Which feels completely different to any other MMA organization. And I'm not sure... I mean it in a positive way. I don't know if you feel this, but I, I just feel that sometimes like that maybe it's the no elbows thing kind of rubs me a bit the wrong way. Oh, they don't have elbows in PFL. No, apparently they will for this card, which, so that's a good sign. Um, oh, good. But it just feels like a very different organization than perhaps a Bellator, a WEC, a Pride. 
Like this feels very, very, very different. Um, but yeah, I think you, you're right though. If if some of the UFC fighters jump over to PFL, then it could could be a bit of a game changer. But we haven't seen many at the moment. No, not at all. Not at no. all. Bellator was really good at like picking up some of the the older guys that were kind of, you know, done. They would always make a play for them, whereas PFL didn't really do that. So um, yeah, is that is that is that a sign why Bellator was bought out by PFL though? <laughs> yeah, that, I mean, maybe that's what they're looking to change because I think they need to because it's like it's like you say when we're looking at this card, we're not really recognizing as many as the PFL names, right? And I think that's just because they've got talent, but they haven't really bought in some of the older guys which or or maybe just some guys that have been on a losing streak they need to bring in more um people that have recently left the ufc and that sort of stuff so or they need to they need to advertise their fighters more yeah and get them they over definitely it. got a story they're, they're, they're definitely got you know like you know like for for the rising they have those or even like the embeddings yeah right right i was really good thinking job. of ordering this last ufc i only wanted to see the last two fights and i was like oh no if i even order this one but then i watched it in bed Ed, and i was like oh god okay i want to watch this fight and i bought the year the pay-per-view so yeah you kind of watch you watch the countdown or you watch the embedded and you get yeah, into the it right? yeah yeah and they do they do stuff with pfl but it's like like with rising it's so easy to get into because they do like they they find a way of showing the fighter's personality and everyone seems a little bit different yeah. and it's it's so such a good watch so easy to get it feels different to the ufc you feel like you're watching this different product and it's exciting the rules are different whereas yeah. pfl you, you don't want that kind of like hey this is ufc light do you know what i mean like there's there's so much ufc anyway you you need to stand out you need to do different things so yeah yeah but hey pfl versus bellator it's different i like it card sounds fun i'm gonna so. watch it oh when 100%. does that happen uh end of feb i think so it's coming up it's quite soon there's loads of good MMA coming up with 298 looks good, 299 looks good. Ryzen's got some cool fight cards coming up. Loads I'm of thinking they're trying to be in uh, Vegas for fight week. Ooh, nice. There's a lot of stuff that I'm um, kind of add up to that because um, I have to take a trip to Hawaii around that time. My parents are going to be in Vegas at that time. Fight week. So I, I don't know. I've never been to a fight week. I think it might be neat to walk around and see all the events they have. Which one are you looking at? So April. April. Isn't that International Fight Week? Oh, second week. April. April three hundred. <laughs> oh, is that three hundred? Yeah, April thirteenth. Is that going to be in Vegas? Three hundred. That is in Vegas. The looks of it. Oh shit. Or I better make up my mind decision and uh, <laughs> see if I can get tickets, yeah? Because yeah. I'm pretty sure 300 is going to be hard to get tickets. It's going to be definitely hard to get tickets. That shit's going to be sold out soon. I, gotta, I have yeah. a friend that might have pool with tickets, but I, I hate asking for tickets. I know, but this one might be worth it. <laughs> yeah. I mean, whenever I do ask for anything, I even with Rising or wherever, if I ask for comp tickets or anything, I always tell them that, I always write in the, the whole thing is that if possible, if not, don't worry about it. It's not a, don't, don't, don't force it. Yeah, that makes sense. It's cool, you know, they, they do that for you, though. I've obviously yeah. benefited from Rising tickets as well. So it's, <laughs> for, thank you, Rising. 
Yeah. Uh, and then um, also coming up, one championship is back in Japan uh, next weekend. And yeah, I think the the biggest uh, highlight of that is the the Hirata, the Hirata fight with that other girl. Yeah. What Itsuki? Yeah. That and you know uh, what's the, do you know what the biggest uh, thing in Japan now about that fight is the big hush the the, the big. I, I think I know what you're gonna line. say, but please, please please say I know what you're gonna say. <laughs> it's it's so hilarious because in YouTube they actually have something about that. Oh really? Is it is it uh, yeah. a connected person by any chance? The Urson, yeah, they're they're both dated Urson. Yeah. <laughs> wow. So it's a battle who gets the rights to Urson. It's like the ex-girlfriend fight. <laughs> yeah, but one actually has merit because she's actually now the current girlfriend against the ex-girlfriend. That's kind of that is that is weird. That is really super weird, right? That is crazy. <laughs> I like Iski. Iski always seems like a bit of a sweetheart. I think they're they're both nice girls. I mean, yeah. we only know them through interviews, so you don't know the real character to the no. person, but. Except if you're talking about Sean Shurkin. Ah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, there, I mean, there's there's Superlek versus Tekaru. Tech, it was going to be Tekaru versus Rod Tang. Rod Tang's injured. Um, yeah, what a bummer. Yeah, the Takeru mm-hmm. one. Shit. But Superlek, I mean, Superlek beat Rod Tang, so it's kind of interesting. Um, but there's loads of controversy, right, with one and stuff Chatri says and. Apparently he was asking K1 for help, asked Ryzen for help, and then he like didn't go to the meetings or something like that. Like I've seen loads of stuff online. Really? Yeah, yeah. It's and then you've probably heard all the rumors about one and not getting funding from Qatar and there's loads. No. Of, oh, really? There's tons. If you look online, there's a lot of interesting rumors about one championship and how wow. they were supposed to put supposed to take funding from Qatar and put on events there and it got used for Chatri's apprentice show or something like that. Like there's a lot of interesting rumors circling around about one at the moment. So we'll see see wow, what happens. I ain't never heard of those. No. I'll send you some articles. <laughs> like, um but yeah it's uh but I like one. You know, some of the stuff they do is pretty cool. The Muay Thai stuff, the Friday Night Fights is good. Um, I just, I don't like the way they give, like, a fight a one fight and then you never see them again. It's like, Alki's fighting, um, what's his name? Sage Northcutt. Oh, he's still fighting. Holy yeah, he's fighting, he's fighting Sage Northcutt. Oh, wow. In Japan, yeah. <laughs> Which is like, an interesting fight, but Sage Northcutt, like the, some of these guys, they don't fight in one for like years and years. People get like put on the shelf for ages, and you go, "Where? What happened to them?" It makes it. Hard. And the thing is, I don't know what the reason is why they do that because the fighters are like, "I want to fight," and then they don't give them a fight. But from a fan's perspective, it just makes one really hard to follow because you're like, "Oh, I want to watch these fighters," you know, and then they don't fight, so it's like, uh. <sighs> Yeah, that, I think that for one, two, they're when I do watch the fights, they're freaking high quality fights. They are. That's the but thing. But I think their their whole marketing isn't the Western side; it's more Asia. So, like Bellator and PFL, they're the fighters aren't really that known. Yeah. Yeah, 
And it, it, sometimes it gets a little bit confusing because they do all these different mixed rules, right? So it's either like mixed rules bouts, ah, true, true. Muay Thai bouts, kickboxing bouts, grappling. They do grappling bouts, as grappling well. Grappling bouts, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, it can get a little bit much sometimes, you know, for us simpletons. You know, <laughs> sometimes they need a simple yeah. product. Um, hey, did you? Yeah, I wanted to talk to you about it. Did you hear what, what's that guy's name? Mickey, that grappler in um one Musinek. Yeah. Here he was. Uh, who was he calling out? It was one of the fighters. He was the guy like was bullying somebody or talking shit about his friend or something. Yeah, and he called him out to a fight. And then when he did that, Gordon Ryan came out and told him that instead of you fighting MMA fighters or calling out strikers to solidify your legacy, you got to come back and fight in ADCC. Yeah, coming from Gordon Ryan, it's like he's calling him to come back to ADCC. So that was kind of like, whoa. That'd be interesting. Isn't isn't that Mickey boy a lot smaller than Gordon though? I mean, he's tiny, right? Like from when I've seen him, it looks pretty pretty small compared to Gordon. Gordon's huge, right? With his, I don't know. Gordon up. Gordon actually um, sized down, yeah. After oh, he yeah. got that sickness, yeah. Yeah, that's true. I wonder. Yeah, he I wonder what the weight. Yeah, it'd be interesting to see. But then I don't know what Still the long contract like, whether they can do that sort of thing. So we'll see. Um, I before we get out of here, I wanted to ask you about a video you partook in. Um, because we're talking about big MMA names, big MMA name in Japan, Mikuru Asakura, very well known YouTuber as well. Um, you participated in one of his videos online. I just wanted to hear how that experience was. Yeah, he had reached out to me. He said he wanted to do like a collaboration. And usually collaborations, you both sides do a video, but I didn't, I just went to do his. And I, I, had, I didn't know what we were going to do. <laughs> so when I just went in there, I was wondering what it was going to be. Was it going to be a talk? Was it going to be, you know, he likes to do a lot of funny stuff. So I was wondering if they wanted to do make me do something. And yeah, sure enough, you wanted me, they call it Dokiri. So it's like a candid camera type of thing. Oh, okay. Like hidden camera thing. Mm -hmm. And when he told me what they wanted me to do, he I thought, oh, that's right down my alley, man. That'd be fun. So we actually did it. We scared two of his friends. Yeah. yeah. I was going to say, like, you should get the Oscar for acting because it felt very natural. <laughs> it's easy for me to act mad. Mm. but to act happy I'm, I'm not a good actor i mean people might look at it and say oh Enzo is a good actor but no i acting mad is probably the easiest emotion that you can try and act with to act to cry to act to die to act happy when you're not happy act sad when you're not sad and to be believable i think that's a lot harder so i got lucky that they wanted me to do that it's it's so easy to do that and it was actually pretty fun it was pretty it was pretty ad-libbed Really? What Mikuru yeah. told me was just, um, this is a scenario. You're coming to meet me. I'm late and you're pissed off and I'm going to send my friends in. And you're going to just get take it all on them. So it, he didn't tell me to make up the push-ups. He didn't tell me to spar with them. It, it was just pretty much all I've lived. <laughs> yeah, it was good, man. It was. It was funny. Like People should check it out if you haven't seen it. I'll put the link in the description. But yeah, it did make me laugh. subtitles now. Yeah, yeah the subtitles. Yeah, so uh, it was really funny to watch. But uh yeah, the first the first guy you make him do do uh 
push-ups and that just made me laugh. And then uh, the second guy, like, it was like when he said, you said, like, well, let's spar or something. And then he's like, okay. <laughs> I was like, I was like, shit, where's this going to go? Like, It was kind of, fuck, it was kind of crazy. You know, he said, when I said, oh, how about we spar? What are you going to do? Let's spar it. And he said, first he said, no. And then when I said, well, what are you going to do then? And I said, let's spar. And he goes, he said, he literally said, if that is what it takes for you to not be mad at us or mad at me, Kudu, okay, let's spar. Pretty much. That's what he said in Japanese. Wow. This guy's a loyal. I was like, wow. I, I, I was like, I was, I was caught off guard because I thought he wasn't going to decline to the to the death. Like, no way. No, I can't. No, I can't. When he said, okay, I was like, did I hear right? I, I, I got to spar with this guy now. I, I just turn <laughs> out. I got to walk the walk now. You know, so it was kind of <laughs> weird. It was like, oh, shit, I got to spar now. Yeah. Well, yeah, no, it's a good watch. People should check it out. It's not long. It's just a short little video. Uh, any plans to do anything else with him in the future? I don't know what he'd like to work with. But... He's coming to Hawaii on February 1st to the 3rd. Nice. So I'm seeing if we can... Uh, I messaged him already. He said, if, if you have free time, let's meet up. Let's maybe make another video or something. So he said, oh, that might, might be possible. So mm. we'll see. You know, those guys come here for vacation. So he might not want to do anything. So mm. we'll see. The possibility. Interesting. Yeah. Yeah. He's, a, he's such an interesting guy, right? Like for his generation, he's kind of changed the whole game in Japan. Like for... Yeah, I mean, we're breaking down. It's just changed the whole industry. It's the whole YouTube thing. He's just yeah. established that, uh, you know, YouTube. Yeah, he just established that you could actually make a living on YouTube. Yeah, I think just for me, it's kind of like he's just, I think people in like, say, 10, 20 years time will look back on what he, on how the industry changed at that moment when he started doing all this stuff. Because yeah. if you think, yeah. it, Ryzen definitely feels more popular in Japan since he came along and did his all his youtube stuff so yeah yeah for a whole different uh whole different age man yeah different vibe as well right like the scene feels very different now people try and shit and all sorts of stuff so <laughs> some people like it some people don't but it's interesting cool well i think that wraps up this episode unless you got anything else you want to add no everything's good i'm uh, gonna open up the shop in 30 minutes so perfect timing Nice. Good, 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 good. Well, don't forget, everybody, to check out all our 100 episodes of other content. We've done all sorts of stuff talking about all different topics. It's available on YouTube, Spotify, Apple Podcasts. Check it out. Whatever, whatever medium you guys use, it's there. But yeah. All right, everybody. Speech to you guys in a while. All right. All right, everyone, thank you for watching. I hope you enjoyed it. If you have anything else you want us to talk about, write in the comments. If you have any questions, write in the comments. And have a good day. Make sure you like, subscribe, and share. Right on, brothers.